Tonight, we're going to close out our series uh, by uh, talking about moving uh, the immovable heart. <clears throat> and um, uh, it's, it's uh, an idea that I was thinking about. So um, ch- making personal change is, is difficult, uh, but the, the easiest personal, personal changes to make are the superficial changes, right? Like I could change my entire wardrobe in probably an hour or two at, at Goodwill. Like it, maybe it wouldn't be a positive change, but I could, I could totally change my wardrobe, right? Like 50 bucks, uh, I, I could get probably six outfits, I'll be good to go, right? Uh, superficial changes are not difficult to make. Uh, but, but the closer you get to the, 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 the things that are core to you, uh, the, the, that are central to you, uh, the harder those changes become. Uh, how you feel, uh, how, how you think, uh, what your beliefs are, your, your deep convictions, your worldview. These are things that are difficult to change. And, and when, when you talk about change in the heart, there are, there are some things uh, that we, we carry in our hearts that we're just unwilling to change. And, and so I'd like to talk about, uh, man, how, uh, how we can go about changing those things in our heart that we wish were different, but we, we, we just haven't been able to, to shift. And, uh, and God has a lot to say about that. Uh, but uh, but tonight, uh, but I'd like to look at I mean, how God moves the immovable heart. Now, I, I remember when I was um, uh, in high school, I read the words of Jesus. He said, out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. And then he said this, uh, uh, out of the heart comes either uh, good or bad. And I was struck by the simplicity of it. Essentially what he was saying is, is th- that the central issue is at the center of people. That, that really, if you want uh, the results to change, you've got to change the heart, and so, uh, man, if we could learn to change the things that are um, that are that are not God honoring, uh, or or that are that are negative, uh, or or that are, um, man, maybe just a little uh, askew in, in our heart. If we can learn to change those things in our heart uh, that have always kind of been there, but we we knew probably should be different, uh, then we can begin to see our lives transform uh, from the inside out. And, and the reality is, is that, man, uh, it's a difficult uh, thing to do to change. Uh, yourself at your core? Like, how do you change your affections and desires? I mean, it's a big question. Uh, and and you, you may have come across it before, right? Like, so uh, there's this question, right? Uh, how, do you, how do you motivate yourself to do something that you know you should do, but you don't want to do, right? Like, that's a hard issue. Or uh, how, how do you quit a simple, simple habit uh, that you really love doing, but you know is, is wrong and hurtful to the people around you? Or, I mean, how do you let go uh, of a hurt when you still have the anger boiling inside you, right? Like, like how, do you, how do you change those things? And, and there's lots of good, like, human answers to, to this question, uh, but they're, they're really kind of only partial. I mean, you may have even tried some of them, right? Like, the, the best human so- solutions to heart issues are really only uh, temporary. For example, you have, like, therapy or meditation or medication. These things can help us sort of manage what's in our heart. Uh, like, uh, they can curve our anxiety. Uh, uh, they, can, they can sort of slow our anger. They can uh, maybe delay our sinful attitude or addiction or our greed or our lust. But ultimately, man, the roots of those things are still there oftentimes. And so tonight I'd like to talk about man, how God goes about changing those things. Uh, and, and just to give you, can I give you a couple practical examples of, of why this is so valuable? So uh, maybe, maybe this was you, right? Like you started your, this the semester's over, so now we're cool, right? Like you've experienced the full gamut of um, working hard and procrastination, right? Maybe, maybe you set out to be a better student, right? And, and you resolved to, to do all of your work ahead of time. In the first few weeks, you did really well, 
And, and then the, the laziness and the procrastination that is in your heart caught up to you, right? And, and suddenly you're putting off to the last minute the thing that is the most important to do, right? You guys, anybody with me, right? I, that was me. I'm like, I'm going to do better this year. And then, and then like the finals comes around and I'm watching like romantic comedies instead of writing my papers. Yeah, or um, uh, maybe it meant you resolved to stop uh, dishonoring God in, in a relationship, but but a few weeks later, you're, you're there alone in the bedroom, right? Or, or, or maybe you, you've planned to, to save money. Any good savers here? Save money through good stuff, right? And then you go to Target, and, and that thing's on sale, and, and Target's like the great, the great, the great temptress. Uh, or, or maybe you just wanted to be more positive, and you're like, I'm going to be more positive, and then somebody does something irritating, and suddenly you're like boiling with rage, right? Like, and, and it's like those things, uh, you, you can control them for a while, but eventually they spill out because out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so this question, uh, how do we move the immovable heart? How do we change the things that have been sort of core to us from maybe from um, in our earliest memories uh, is super valuable because if you can change uh, the things that are maybe not so right or slightly askew, uh, to, to fit what God made you to be and to do and to feel, uh, then, man, the results of your life begin to change tremendously. And, and ultimately, uh, that's what Jesus came to do. He came to change our hearts. He came to change our motivations, our affections. He, 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 came, to, he came to make us eager to do good, not reluctant, right? He, he, he came uh, uh, to, to give us spirits that, man, uh, that are, are consistent and deep in our love for people. Like, that's what God wants for you and for me, wants men hearts, men that are full and, and pouring out in the lives of others. And, and tonight we're going to look at the story uh, uh, about men, how God actually goes about changing the things that are core uh, to who we are. And we can learn, man, how to do this uh, from a dude named Zacchaeus. So I want to read the story and, and then uh, pray, and then we'll, we'll, we'll dive into the, the fill-ins. You guys up for that? All right, here we go. Check it out. This is how the story starts. It says, Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name Zacchaeus, and he was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. Now, let me, let me pause there. Chief tax collector, he's wealthy. So the, the Roman government, they'd occupied uh, Israel and Jericho, and, and essentially they would hire uh, people from the occupied nation, so a Jewish guy, hired a Jewish guy named Zacchaeus, to tax his uh, neighbors. And so uh, they've, they've hired Zacchaeus to, um, to basically uh, collect money to pay for uh, Roman projects. So it would be like, uh, I tax Ryan, uh, and then give all of his money to Russia, right? Like this is, this is what he's doing, right? And, and, and to make matters worse, uh, tax collectors is like, no! Uh, anyway, uh, to make matters worse, uh, they, would, they would hire this guy and they would give him the power to, to, tax, to, to set the tax rate. And so they say, hey, give us 5% five, five and you can keep the rest. And so uh, if, if a tax collector was wealthy, it was because they were extorting their own people. So Zacchaeus is uh, disloyal, uh, he's greedy, uh, he's... he's um, uh, uh, just basically a no good um, communist, right? So, okay, so Zacchaeus, uh, just kidding, but he's a tax collector and was wealthy. And then it says this, uh, he, he wanted to see who Jesus was. But, but, before, uh, but, uh, but because he was short, he could not see over the crowd, so he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him. Uh, and so Zacchaeus is like too short to see over the women and the children, and so he's got to run down and climb a tree. And, and, and it says this, uh, since Jesus was coming that way. And then it says, when Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed, welcomed him gladly. Now all the people in the crowd saw this and began to mutter, 
He has gone to be the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus, he stood up and said to the Lord, look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I've cheated anybody out of anything, which is everything he owns, right? Uh, I will pay back four times the amount. Jesus said to Zacchaeus, today salvation has come to this house because this man too is the son of Abraham. For the son of man came to seek and to save the lost. Let me pray for us and then we'll We'll unpack that. Father God, thanks for these people. God, uh, thanks uh, that you've drawn them here. Thanks that you've uh, seen them through another semester. God, I pray that you would uh, bless them tonight with man, a clear picture of who you are. God, that they would see your grace and your care for them. Uh, God, that you would uh, reveal just the ways that you'd like to transform their hearts and, and give them uh, the faith uh, to see it happen. Uh, God, we, we uh, ask that you would give us joy uh, as we uh, hear from your word and as we sing uh, later in the evening. We pray this in Jesus' name. And we said, Amen, amen. Now, uh, Zacchaeus, uh, he is uh, a, a greedy, corrupt, no good dude, and all of a sudden, it's like uh, a, a switch flips. He goes from being the greediest dude in town to the most generous dude in town, and he doesn't do a lot to get here. There are essentially three things uh, that Zacchaeus does, and God really does the rest. And so I'd like to look at our part, um, uh, the part that we play in moving the immovable heart. And, and the first thing is this, and it, it's really redundant, uh, but it's redundant on purpose. So this is the first, the first feeling. You can write it down. It's, it's look, look, look at Jesus. Look, look, look at Jesus. In fact, in the first four verses, we see that Zacchaeus uh, wants to see Jesus. That phrase, when he wanted to see Jesus, is repeated three times. Uh, that that he, he's only there because he wants to see who Jesus was. And, and, and really, this is uh, the start uh, of every transformation. It's not unique to Zacchaeus. It's, it's true of, man, every person who experiences a heart change uh, uh, because of the power uh, of God. In fact, the Apostle Paul, he, he says something really similar to the church in Corinth. And, and this is a group of people that needs some serious heart change. If you've ever read the book, you'll know what I mean. And if you haven't, go read the book, it's kind of a weird one, but, uh, uh, but he says this to, to this group of believers. He says in 2 Corinthians 3.18, check this out. It says, and we all who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory. Now that word contemplate is, is see or behold in other translations, but he says, uh, uh, we with unveiled faces, so he's saying, uh, those of us who have an unobstructed view, who have nothing uh, uh, blocking our vision, uh, we who, who can see clearly uh, the, the Lord Jesus' glory, and then it says this, are being what? transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory. In other words, he's not saying that, uh, man, when we, we look at Jesus, we grow a beard and become more Middle Eastern. Like, that's not, that's not what he's saying, right? He's saying, uh, it, when, when you see Jesus, like with an unobstructed view, I just spit a little bit, when, with an unobstructed view, uh, that, that you begin to take on his characteristics. Like, at the core of who you are, uh, man, you become more generous, you become more loving, you become more joy-filled, you become more honest, Right? As we look at Jesus, we're transformed, and it says, with ever-increasing glory. In other words, uh, the first change that you ever make, the first time you become a Christian, the first time God gets a hold, a hold of your heart is because you saw Jesus. And, and then the, the next time you changed as a believer, until you're mature, right, all of the change happens uh, beginning with looking at Jesus. And, and Zacchaeus is like, I want to see who he is. And he's like, I can't see who he is. And so he runs down the road, and he sees who he is. Now, 
The look is redundant because uh, there's a, a few things that we have to keep in mind when we're, we're looking first. I mean, when you're, when you're looking at Jesus, uh, you, you need to look because you can miss the miracle. That's your next, your next film. You, you're looking at, uh, because you can miss uh, the miracle. It says that Jesus entered Jericho and he was just passing through. In, in other words, uh, uh, Jesus' purpose uh, was bigger than Zacchaeus. Uh, He wasn't just there for this one short tax-collecting fraud, right? He he was there on purpose. He was passing through. In fact, he's walking through Jericho, headed to Jerusalem uh, to to die for the sins of the world so that that every person on the planet and in human history could know um, their heavenly Father, uh, so so that people could be, be saved and be known by the God who made them and loved them. This is his purpose. And so he's, he's just passing through. And, and it's important to, to just, just recognize this because, man, oftentimes we're, we're waiting for God to address uh, our present problem. And, uh, and so, and so we, we get irritated with him when he doesn't stop and address our problem because uh, we, we think if he doesn't stop, then he's not for us. But the reality is, is that even when Jesus is passing through, he's, he's there for, man, the crowd. I mean, he's there uh, to, to do something miraculous. He's, he's there to transform uh, hearts and minds. And, and this is ultimately what Jesus is all about, right? And so he's there, man, he's there for, man, every person in the crowd, but, but only one person gets singled out, right? And, uh, and it's one of those questions, it's like, this is an interesting story. I was kind of read it and was like, well, like, why do you stop for this joker? Like, this guy's the worst. He's like, like just think about how bad Zacchaeus is, right? Okay, I mentioned uh, paying Russia, uh, taxing people too much. Uh, but, like, he's even worse than that, right? Like, he's, like, really late. Like, I, I, I hate when I'm just, I'm an on-time person. Any on-time people? And when people are late, it's like, come on, guys. Like, the movie started 10 minutes ago. Like, Zacchaeus is, like, 30 minutes late to this thing. Like, I mean, think about it, right? So Zacchaeus has to climb a tree because he's in the back of the crowd. In, in other words, he didn't show up on time. Like, he, he's short, but you think that you would come up early so you would have a, and yet, he, he's so late, not, not only is the crowd in front of him, uh, the crowd's already, like, like, lined the street so far that he has to run down. It says uh, that he, he, Jesus is passing through, and, and, and then he's, he, he goes and climbs the tree since Jesus was coming that way. In other words, Jesus is, like, a ways away. And so you, Zacchaeus runs, like, 10 minutes down the road, finds a tree, climbs it, and so he can see over the women and children, right? You guys with me? So, so he's not only is he, uh, he's not, like, really... Uh, um, discipline. He's not really devoted to Jesus. He's, he's just a little bit curious, right? Like, so he, he's, he's not even coming with like uh, an incredibly good attitude. Like he's not like the person who comes uh, to church 30 minutes early uh, with like their Bible and their, their notebook and like having prayed for three hours. Like he's, he's just not like, he's, he's, he didn't come prepared, right? So he's, 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 uh, he's bad to his neighbors. He doesn't love his neighbors. Man, he, he uh, isn't really that uh, expectant. Uh, he's late, uh, which is frustrating, right? So you can imagine him trying to push through, and people are like, oh! <laughs> and, uh, and, and he's just not a good dude, and yet Jesus stops and acknowledges him. Like, a lot of times I think we, we praise Zacchaeus because he climbed a tree, right? But that's, like, really childish, right? Like, kids climb trees. You know, I, I climb trees, too, but. Uh, <laughs> but, like, it's, like, as a, a dude in a robe climbing a tree, it's pretty awkward, right? And, and yet he's like, I gotta see. Like, I'm gonna climb a tree. And and, and here's, here's the point. Okay, that was way too long. Okay, but here's the point. Uh, I, I think that Jesus stops for, for Zacchaeus so that we could, we could know this about looking, that, that even the lowly can look. 
that even the lowly can look. You see, he could have stopped for anybody in the crowd, but he doesn't stop for the most desperate person. He doesn't stop for the most devoted person. He doesn't stop for the most timely person. He doesn't stop for the best planner, right? He, he doesn't stop for, um, man, the holiest person. He stops for, for the, the dude who's low in, in stature and, and low in character, right? And, and, and why does he do that? It's because, uh, man, if he stops for Zacchaeus, then the rest of the crowd who is looking at Jesus can see how far his grace extends. You see, sometimes, man, Jesus addresses the person who deserves it the least so that you can know how far the reach of his grace is will be in your own life and when you find yourself down and out. He stops uh, at Zacchaeus, and I think he does it so that the crowd can see that, that even the lowly can look and experience the goodness and the grace of God. Now, uh, you may be here tonight, and you're like, I don't even know really why I'm here. I'm not really uh, a good Christian. Uh, maybe you're, you're a doubter. Maybe you're a sinner. Maybe, man, you look at things on the internet you shouldn't. Like, maybe you're, you're rude to people. Maybe you're a coward, and you're afraid that, that people will find out. Maybe you carry tremendous guilt or shame. Maybe the people in your life don't really care about you or love you, and you, you don't feel worthy. Uh, and and, and here's, here's the point, is that, man, whatever you feel like you are, it doesn't really matter to Jesus. He, he's willing to stop and look at, at the lowly. Man, and, and it doesn't matter, man, uh, how worthy you feel. Man, you can look at Jesus and experience some change, you from the inside out. And here's, here's the third thing. When we look, 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 because change starts when you look at the person, not the problem. When you look at the person and not the problem. Um, I think uh, that oftentimes we're, uh, we're looking uh, for a solution and we miss seeing Jesus. And I think the thing that changed Zacchaeus is that he was looking at the person. It says uh, Zacchaeus uh, looked to see who Jesus was. In other words, he, he wasn't looking to see who was coming. He knew who was coming. He knew that Jesus had done miracles. He knew that Jesus had taught incredible lessons. Uh, but he wanted to see who he was at the core. Like, man, who is this guy really? Like, how does he carry himself? What does he look like? Is, is he really as loving as people say? He's, he wants to see what Jesus was like. And, and, and he looks at Jesus. He climbs the tree to see who Jesus was, not to see a miracle, not to find a solution. And, and I think that often, oftentimes we, we come uh, to church or to the Bible or, or to, to prayer or, um, man, in the, the desperate moments looking for a solution instead of looking for the Savior. And, and here's an example of, of what I mean. I think um, uh, you, you hear this language a lot. I, I, I used to, uh, to talk like this until I realized uh, that I was missing out as a result. And maybe you've used a phrase like this before. You come to church and, and you're not really feeling it, right? Because, man, it, you're just not being fed. You're not getting anything out of it. Man, it's just not for me. I feel like I didn't learn anything. I'm not growing. It's not deep enough, right? And, and in, in that language, like, I'm not being fed, right? What is the focus of that statement? It's the need. It's the problem. It's the, the dissatisfaction. It's the thing that you don't have that you want. And, and, and here's, here's what I find so often happens, is we get so focused on what we're not receiving that we miss out on what Jesus is trying to give us. And, and, and just think about it this way. Uh, Jesus says, blessed are those who hunger and thirst uh, for righteousness, and they'll be blessed, right? And, and, uh, and he says, uh, I think that a lot of times when we come hungry and we're not being fed, it's like uh, God is saying, hey, hey listen, you're, you're hungry to be filled, man, and I'm hungry for, for my church to be righteous. 
Man, I'm hungry for my people to do the right thing. Because when they do the right thing, man, uh, people are blessed. Man, the kingdom comes. And, and, and check this out. Uh, the, the, Jesus says, uh, um, seek first the kingdom and its righteousness and all these things will be, you know, added unto you. And he's talking about when we're hungry. And so, so oftentimes we're so focused on, on being filled that we miss out on how God fills us. And when we look at Jesus and we come to church and we worship Jesus and we see, man, he, he calls us to, to be a people that are, that are holy, that care about doing the right thing, that, that when we, we see God and are obedient to him, uh, he begins to fill us in, in the day-to-day, right? You see how that works? We get so focused on uh, what we don't have and the problem, the need that we miss on, on the heart of Jesus, which is, man, I, I want people to do good. Like, I, I want you to live uh, in the fullness of what I've called you to be and to do. It's not like a, you're not good enough. It's like, man, when you do good, your life gets better, right? Can you, can you, can you imagine, right? Like, if, if every time you, you came to church, you weren't so focused on what you didn't have, that, that you missed who Jesus was. And Zacchaeus is like, well, like, I have, I have quite a bit. I'm kind of a bad person, but, like, I just want to see who Jesus is. He, he seems different. And, and here's why look, look, looking uh, changes you. When you look at Jesus, you see something that, something, someone who's completely and utter, utterly different than you, different than me, different than anyone. In fact, the Bible says that Jesus is holy. It calls him perfect. In other words, uh, holy means uh, set apart, uh, completely different, uh, set apart for a specific purpose, unique, right? And, and so when we look at Jesus, uh, we see in him uh, generosity where we're afraid to share when we see Jesus, we see uh, someone who's full of hope where we feel despair. When we look at Jesus, we, someone, we see someone who's, who loves men, uh, the least of these, <laughs> when, when we're struggling to love the people who love us best, right? Like uh, when we look at Jesus, we, someone, we see someone who's full of joy, even though his life is full of suffering, right? Like when we look at, it's, it's be, like he's beautiful. He's, he's amazing. Like, like when, you, when, you, when you see Jesus, he's just so different, right? And you're like, I want some of that, right? Like that's, that's, I, man, what if, my, what if my life could be marked by those things, right? And when we look at Jesus, we begin to see a different way. That's why moving the immovable heart starts with look, look, looking at Jesus. And then it says this. And Jesus stops. He looks at Zacchaeus, and he's like, let's go eat at your place, right? Like, <laughs> I hope it's clean. Let's go, right? And, and Zacchaeus, he comes down immediately, and it says this phrase. And, and it says, he welcomed him gladly. The second thing that Zacchaeus does, man, our second part in, in having uh, our hearts moved where it's been immovable in the past is to receive him gladly, meant to receive Jesus with gladness. And, and, and you see, when Jesus extends the invitation for him to come to Zacchaeus' house, it's kind of a weird invitation, uh, he's actually offering Zacchaeus something pretty significant, right? Out of the whole crowd of people, uh, the, the whole crowd that's boxing Zacchaeus out, right, the crowd that caused Zacchaeus to have to climb a tree, Jesus singles him out and he says, uh, I want to come to your house. And in that invitation, Jesus offers uh, two things that are pretty valuable, right? He offers his time uh, and he offers uh, his affection. He says, you're worth my time. Uh, you're worth uh, sitting down with. Like, your house is, is worth a me resting at. Like, can you imagine? He's like, hey, you right there. Like, I, I want to go to your place. Like, that's, that's neat, right? Like, uh, who's, uh, I couldn't think of a cool celebrity. Who's a cool celebrity? <laughs> what? I can't hear anything. Super Mario, he says. <laughs> he says, hey, 
I want to come to your house, right? Like, uh, like you're like, sweet. <laughs> you guys, I, I, the, the, the example broke down. You get the idea. It's like, I feel special. Super Mario invited me over. He can go through tubes. It's amazing. Uh, oh, my goodness. Don't, don't do impromptu things. Uh, but, but it's like, it's amazing. It's so cool. And, and it says Zacchaeus, he comes down immediately, and he welcomes him gladly. And, and, uh, and, man, this isn't unique to Zacchaeus. This is something that Jesus taught his disciples to do, right? He says this in Luke 12, just a few chapters earlier. He says, you must be like people waiting for their master to return from the wedding banquet so that when he comes and what? Knocks, they can open the door for him at once. Those slaves the master will find alert, and when he comes, will be what? Blessed. They'll receive something. And then he says this, I assure you, he... Uh, the master will get ready, have them recline at the table, then come and serve them. You, you see, uh, Jesus is saying, hey, when, when I come, you, you had better be ready to let me in because uh, I want to come in not to give you more work, uh, but to, to, to lend you my service, to show you I love you, to, to show you that I care, uh, to bless you, like you've blessed me. And, and, and you see, uh, heart change doesn't happen by doing. It, it happens by receiving. Uh, heart change doesn't happen by a program. It happens by God's provision. And, it, and when we begin to receive him with gladness, man, it begins to change us at the core of who we are. Now, uh, here's why uh, this gladness note in the story is so important. Uh, you, you can receive something and not really receive something. Like uh, if you've ever like received a, a gift you didn't want, like you can you can say thank you, right? Like uh, for example, uh, my my uh, my daughter Melody, she'll pick random things up and then bring them bring them to us and like put them in our hand and and you know ask us. She'll actually say thank you, expecting us to say thank you to her. Like thank you, like right? Like that's her thing. So she, uh, I was really amazed. She uh, she grabbed something out in the backyard. Uh, my dad was watching them, and she grabbed something. Uh, she's squeezing it. And her fish, she's really proud, right? She, you know that she's going to demand a thank you, right? And uh, um, she walks up to him, and, and she, she says, uh, uh, she, she's like, holds it up to my dad. He holds his hand, and she says, yucky, and drops it in his hand. And, and it was like a crushed slug, right? Like she had, <laughs> and, uh, and my dad's like, thank you, right? Because that's what we do with her, right? And then he's like, <laughs> he just throws it in the flower bed. And, uh, and here's the deal, because he's not actually glad to have a smashed slug in his hand. You guys with me? Like, it, you, you don't really receive something that gross uh, gladly, typically, right? And, and here's, here's the point, is that, man, when we're not ready for Jesus, when we're not looking for him, when we're not excited about what he has to offer us, uh, oftentimes we'll, we'll take it and we'll throw it away, right? Like, he'll, he'll, he'll challenge us to step out in faith and we'll be like, thank you, right? Or, or he'll offer an encouragement, right? He's like, hey, I actually think that you can do that, that you are good enough that I can empower you to be successful at this ministry. And we're like, yeah, right? Because we don't want to do it. Like we're not excited about what he's offered us. Uh, or, or, man, he, uh, uh, he, he, he offers us a, a relationship, a, a friendship uh, with somebody in the church. And we're like, yeah, I know I wanted, I'm lonely and I wanted some friends, but this isn't really the person I met, right? And we reject the relationship. But, but here's, here's the problem, is if, if we don't learn to receive what God is offering us gladly, then, then ultimately we, we may take it but not benefit from it. 
And, and, and so Jesus, uh, Jesus uh, shows us in the person of Zacchaeus, man, where heart change uh, continues. And, and it's, man, receiving from him gladly. And, and we see, um, man, we see why the rest of the crowd doesn't receive from Jesus. There's a whole bunch of people here, right? And, and Jesus has something to offer them too, right? Uh, you have Zacchaeus, who's the worst dude in the town, uh, and, and they have this picture of, man, how, how far God's grace extends, right? Like, that would be such a cool picture. Like, oh, if God is going to, like, help that guy, then surely he's going to help me, right? But, but none of the crowd has that reaction, right? In fact, that's often how we are with, with people, right? We're like, why did God do that in their life and not in mine? Like, why, why did he answer their prayer and not mine, right? And, and the crowd, man, when Jesus invites himself over to Zacchaeus' house, uh, listen to, to what it says. This is, it says, the people saw this and they began to mutter, he's gone to the guest of a sinner. What a joker, right? You can always picture him, right? Like, and, and here's the point. Uh, uh, the, the crowd, uh, they're, they're not blessed because, man, they're so focused on rejecting Zacchaeus that they can't receive Jesus. They're so focused on what he didn't do for them that they miss, man, the incredible message that he delivered to them in the story of looking up at the dude in the tree who showed up late, who defrauded his neighbors, who was disloyal and lived for the national enemy. And they missed the point. They're like, they're like he's not good enough. And they could, be, they could be receiving from Jesus. Oh, man, even when I'm not good enough, he'll be for me. You know, that's, man, that's the message that, that God speaks over us as a church constantly is that, hey, you, you actually don't deserve what I have to offer you, but I, I want to give it to you anyway. I, I want you to experience my grace and my love and my peace and my forgiveness because I love you, not because you earned it. And, and they miss this all together. Now, uh, in fact, this is, I just wanted to show you this, this verse because, I mean, this is such a central idea to, to the life of a believer and, and to experiencing uh, heart change. It, it's, it's all about, man, how you receive what God is giving you. And this is one of my favorite verses in the whole Bible. It's uh, Titus 2, 11 and 12, and it says this, for, for the grace of God has, has what? It's appeared, and when something appears, you you look at it, right? You, and so it says, for the grace of God has appeared and that offers salvation to all people. And then it says this, it, the grace of God, teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age. In other words, man, if you want to change your behavior, uh, it doesn't uh, come by uh, building a, a great plan of attack uh, to address your sinfulness. Uh, it doesn't come uh, uh, by... Um, uh, getting um, uh, like iPhone like safeguards so you don't look at things on your phone. Like it doesn't, it doesn't happen because uh, you, you get a really good accountability partner. It doesn't happen because you move to another city where you're not tempted. Uh, it happens how? By grace. Grace teaches. In, in other words, uh, it, you, you learn to say no to ungodliness. You, you, you learn to, to have your heart transformed. You, you, you learn to be different by what? 
receiving. Do you know grace means uh, a free gift that you don't deserve? In other words, uh, God wants to give you his, his help, his instruction, his correction, his direction, his provision. These are all things that we, we didn't earn, and yet he gives us anyway. When it says, for the grace of God has appeared, it says, in Jesus you receive these things. And, and, and the, the posture of a believer is this, uh, I need to receive if I want to be different. And so we look at Jesus, we look at, we look at him, and we look at what he's doing, and we look at what he's offering, and, and then when, when he offers it to us, we, we receive it. And whether it's an invitation to eat with him or, or a miracle that we see him do in the life of someone else, we, we receive it and we let it, we let it transform us. Are you with me? And, and, and so often, man, we, we see God do things and we just, we get bitter because he didn't do it for us. Or, or man, we, we, we hear God say something and we, we think, man, I, I don't know if I really think that's a good idea. And we, yucky, throw it away, Right? And, and we miss out on the fact that, man, anything that Jesus, um, man, demonstrates for us or, or offers us or does in the, in the lives of the people around us is for not just their benefit, but for ours. And when we begin to, to see him work and we, we see him move and we see his character, we're like, that's so different and I want it, right? And, and then he's like, well, you can have it. And we receive it gladly and it changes us. Now, you, you may be thinking, well, like, that sounds all, all well and good, but I I come to church, I read the Bible, uh, I, uh, I pray, and it never seems to really do anything for me. I, I, I really don't actually want to do the things that God has called me to do. I, I don't actually like the things that he's offering me, but, but I know my heart needs to change. And, and I would just say this, that, uh, that, that oftentimes the heart change doesn't happen in an instant. For Zacchaeus, it was pretty quick, but it wasn't instantaneous. It, it, it's, it's hard to catch, but there's actually a scene change in the story. You guys know scene change? Like, so he's on a tree, he's in a tree, and then he's in a house. Did you get anybody catch that? Check it out. It says this. Uh, in verse 7, it says, all the people saw this, and they began to mutter, he has gone. You guys catch that? Like, Jesus and Zacchaeus, they're, they're muttering, and Jesus and Zacchaeus are already, like, booking it. They're like, Peace, got to go get some pita bread, right? Like, and, and they're, already, they're already gone, right? And the, the people are muttering, they're like, why did he go with him, right? And so, and so they're walking away, and this is the next scene. It says this, uh, but Zacchaeus stood up. In other words, he was sitting down. Where was he sitting down? He was sitting down for dinner, uh, a meal with Jesus. Are you with me? So it goes from uh, treetop uh, to um, uh, living room floor, and, uh, and here's why. This is important. He, he spends a walk with Jesus to his house. He, he, he spends presumably uh, a few hours eating a meal uh, before he's moved to change. And, and here's the deal. Sometimes uh, you want God to change your heart, and you're looking at him, and you're looking at him, and you're looking, I don't, I don't really know if I believe that your way is actually good for me. And you look, and you look, and you look, and you're like, I don't know if I really want to receive that gladly. And you're like, look, and you look, and you look. And, and here's, here's the thing that, that often short circuits heart change in our lives is that we just aren't willing to stay. And here's, here's the last thing you can fill in is, is, man, you stay until you're moved. It's the three things that Zacchaeus does. He stays until he's moved. You see, he, he sits until he can stand and declare, man, I want to be different. And, and, and oftentimes, man, we come one time and, and uh, man, we just don't, we're just not sold. Uh, we, we just don't buy what, what Jesus is selling, right? We just don't believe what the Bible says about life and about uh, God and about uh, goodness, right? And, and, and uh, we just, sometimes we just don't, we just don't stay long enough. 
And, and Zacchaeus, man, he stayed for, for a few hours. And, and for you, like, how long are you willing to stay uh, to change, to have God change that thing that, that you have not been able to move in your heart? Like, I, I know that you probably have something in mind, right? Uh, some, 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 uh, some issue, some, some deficiency, some, some thing that, uh, that was, that's dissatisfying to you, some uh, maybe it's something good, but it's not as big as you wish it was. Like, uh, I mean, you love your family, but you wish that you loved them more. Uh, or you felt joy sometimes, but you wish you were joyful always. Like, but but you, you haven't experienced God change that part of you yet. And, and man, what we learn from Zacchaeus and what we see in the scriptures is that, man, when we, we look with an unimpeded view at the person of Jesus, that, that he, he continues to change us. Uh, it says from glory to glory in one translation, just, just one step after another, becoming more and more and more like him. And, and, and it's so good when we experience that change. It changes not just uh, our hearts, but it changes the results of our life. And, and, uh, and I wonder, what is it for you? Like, what is it for you that, that you, uh, you, you've gotten just tired of, of looking? Like, you're like, look, but you skip the second two, right? Look, look, look and then receive. And it meant if you can't receive it gladly, keep receiving it until you're like, yeah, I want this. Man, I, I want what you're offering me. I'm, I'm not afraid of it. There's, um, there's a story uh, about an old uh, reformer named uh, John Wesley. Uh, and he, he writes this, he says, uh, in the evening I went very unwillingly, I'm picturing him talking in an English accent, but I, I don't know. Anyway, in the evening I went very unwillingly to a society in Aldersgate Street where one was reading Luther's preface to the Epistle of Romans. In other words, he's like, he's given a really smart person sermon, right? Like he's reading the book of Romans, uh, talking about God's goodness and, and all this stuff. And he says about a quarter before nine, so he's been there probably for a couple hours, right? Like, it's been 38 minutes. Like, you're like, get to the point, right? And uh, he says about, uh, about a quarter before nine, while he was describing uh, the change which God works in the heart through faith in Christ, I felt my heart strangely warmed. I felt I did trust in Christ, Christ alone for salvation. And an assurance was given me that he had taken away my sins, even mine, and saved me from the law of sin and death. And it says this, I, I began to pray with all my might for those who had in a more uh, special manner uh, used me and persecuted me. I then testified openly to all uh, um, what I now felt first in my heart. And, and so what he's saying is like, I didn't want to be there, but I, but I stayed. I sat in it, and then in, a, in an instant, I recognized, and God's goodness is for me. Man, and it's actually good, and I actually want it, and, and it changed his heart. Uh, this dude changed, man, uh, the, the life of Christians in America uh, forever. And, um, and, then, and then it says this, that, that he, uh, he got up and he just started talking about it. It sounds familiar. Zacchaeus is sitting, and he's sitting, he's sitting until he's moved. He stands up, and he's like, I got to give it all back, guys. Not only do I have to give it all back, I got to give back four times the amount. So he's like, uh, I don't have the money, but I'm going to find the money, and I'm not going to tax Ryan to get it, right? <laughs> and, and, and you see, man, it, he changed it. Man, his heart has changed from the most greedy dude in a city to the most generous. Man, and all that really happens is he looks at Jesus. I just want to see him, what he's all about. He receives him, uh, and then he stays with him until he's moved. And, and here's the, the good news is that, uh, Jesus, man, he'll, he'll stay with you 
until you're moved. Will you stay with him? Uh, because if you will, man, he'll change your heart. And uh, man, I hope, uh, I hope that, uh, man, there's something that you would just lay down and surrender in the presence of Jesus as we sing one more time and, uh, and call it a night. So, hey, can I pray for you? And then we'll do that. Great. Father God, thanks for these people here. God, thanks, man, that you give us a way uh, to experience heart change, especially in the places that we've um, found it impossible uh, to move. Uh, God, for those who have something specific in mind, they, they know that, that, man, their heart needs to change, but they don't know how. God, would you just help them to, to lay that down, to surrender it, to not, to not worry so much about it, and just, man, focus on looking at you and your beauty and your glory and your goodness. God, would you give them an unimpeded view? God, would you help them to see with the eyes of faith, uh, to see beneath the surface uh, at what you're doing, at what you've said about them, uh, and, and at your sacrifice that you, you made at the cross, uh, that your love uh, is deep uh, and it covers a multitude uh, of sins. God, thanks for the way you love us. God, help us to see you. God, would you change our hearts in this time? We pray this in Jesus' name, amen.